What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Five o'clock hour, afternoon rush, the Mario Washington, Mark Yarbrough, Clint Mitchell. Clint's, Clint's getting everything online, on social, all of that type of stuff. But, uh, this is fun to do sometimes, man. I can't even front. <laughs> I I forget how much I miss it sometimes when 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 I actually sit down. It's, and it's always with you. Like yeah. I, <laughs> like, yeah. What what have I done wrong to deserve this? <laughs> but I enjoy doing this, man. Uh 5 o'clock hour we're going to uh, hop into uh what's trending this hour, Mark. Yeah, and I I, I don't want to start the hour on on a, on a down note. You know, we, we are having fun, but I Everybody who's, unless you, you've you been at work, you haven't heard. Yeah. Obviously, the Chiefs had their celebration parade today, and it was a lot of fun to start with and saw a lot of videos. And obviously, Kelsey's out there having a good time, a lot of the players and stuff. And unfortunately, it, it took a really bad turn. Uh, shots broke out. Uh, ends up, uh, I guess, the latest news we've got, 10 people were shot. One, uh, unfortunately, uh, didn't survive. Uh, there's, you know, obviously – Kids, unfortunately, were involved in the shooting. And it's, it's just really sad that this continues to happen in our country, particularly on a day like today that should be about celebration and having fun. And uh, it didn't end that way. Uh, but there were some heroes out there today, not only law enforcement who helped apprehend the shooters. And I, last I saw, maybe two shooters, three shooters, I'm not sure. But even civilians, Mario, were out there. Uh, doing their part. Uh, there was video out there now of, of one of the shooters being tackled by a couple of civilians and them holding him down uh, until police arrived. So uh, just unbelievably tragic day in Kansas City. Started out with celebration and now it was marred by the, by the shooting. But just, you know, I want to make note of the people who did good today uh, for, for the evil that was done. There was good done and we, we don't know how many lives were saved by these civilians and the, and the law enforcement doing their part. But uh, just, you know, keep those thoughts and people in your thoughts and prayers today, obviously, uh, the victims and, and everybody that was involved. Just a just a really, really tough, tough day for, for that to, to end in Kansas City. Yeah, and, and, you know, we've been talking about this uh, off mic in between breaks in the last couple of hours. And, you know, I told you I'd – I really didn't even want to like dip my toe into this too I know, much, man. I, and, and I, you know, I didn't you know, want to bring bring yeah. in something that it was going to get uncomfortable. But I, I just yeah, I no, felt like it was something that needed to be well, at I mean, least to be addressed for, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we can't sit here and act like it's not happening. 
but uh, I'm I'm so sick and tired of seeing stuff like this, man. And it's we all are. I mean, it's just so infuriating and and frustrating. And you know, you get to a point where, you know, like I mean, how many people out here living in fear don't don't want to leave the house and stuff because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, and 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 in all honesty, sitting here, I'm I'm here late at night a lot, and as you know, and I. Maybe once or twice a week, sometimes I hear gunshots out here. Sure, and I mean, like I I don't understand why things escalate to the point where you feel like you gotta you gotta shoot somebody. It doesn't make any sense to me. And you know, I I think it's a coward way out to do anything. If you if you big bad and bold, man, then put your hands up and fight. Right. You know, if you got a problem with somebody, I mean, because at least that they'll survive and live another day, and you won't be spending the rest of your life in jail or. Worse, getting shot by the cops or something like that. So and you know, I mentioned so stupid. Uh, yeah, and I and I mentioned the civilians and law enforcement who were playing, you know, heroes today. Uh, there, there's a lot of stories about the chiefs themselves, players, coaches that were there trying to comfort, you know, people that were just hysterical, people that were, you know, they 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 were distraught as well they should have been. And you had players. Uh, you know, taking people to the side and talking to them and trying to get them calmed down and stuff, and, and uh, you know, to to help them take shelter. So it was just a, a day, obviously, that will not be forgotten in Kansas City. Will not be forgotten by a lot of people for a long time. And it's again sad that on a day that should be about celebrating another uh, Super Bowl championship, that th- this is what it's going to be remembered for. And this this stuff does not happen elsewhere, man. It doesn't happen in develop in the developed world. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, what is it about America that causes this to happen so often? Like, I don't get it, and yeah. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to do that. That's why I'm working in the industry that I'm working in. Right. And you know, trying to entertain you by talking about sports and giving you, you know, some kind of uh, respite from what we experience in the world, man. But something has to be done about this because this is this is getting like so ridiculous, man. To have to have these conversations so often, and it's touched almost every aspect of our lives, man. Like, I mean, you mentioned doing a break. This is the, the anniversary of Parkland, the, uh, Parkland yeah, shooting. Right. I mean, like this stuff happens too often. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that, you know, about being afraid to, to go out and just imagine if you were at that parade today, Yep. You, you're, this is going to be with you the rest of your life. You're going to think about this. This is not something that's just going to, you know, in three weeks, three months, Three years, you're gonna not remember that you you're gonna oh. remember this, and it's it's gonna stick with you. Trauma. And it's just yeah, it's and it's just sad. It's just really, I you know that's the word you keep coming to, and and yeah, it's sad. It that the event itself is sad. It's even sadder that this continues to happen. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, what's gonna happen? Like, I mean, what 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 are we gonna do as a as a society to try to prevent this from happening now? And and I mean, I don't. And, and that's that's the part that's scary is when you when you hear about this happening now, it's just like, oh it's a, yeah, it's another shooting. Yeah, doesn't it, even phase you. No, as much. It, it's just yeah. you're dumb to it, and it's just that's when you know it's bad when it when it it doesn't shock anybody anymore. Unfortunately, right. Well, uh, to not do an awkward transition, we'll just take another break, and uh, and we'll come back and uh, and tell you what's trending. After this, uh, you're listening to 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. Afternoon Rush, the Mario Washington, Mark Yarbrough. I had to let, let the beat come in, you know. Yeah, like. right. <laughs> 
back yeah, to your man. old DJ days. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> walking up. <laughs> yeah, man. So if if you guys don't know, like me, me and Mark have a lot of the same taste and good music and stuff, man. So like we 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 the ones talk about music around here. These other people that are on air over here, they don't really talk about music a lot. So. <laughs> Al a little bit. Al, I give him some credit a little bit. Yeah, you know, Al can he, talk a little bit. Yeah, he don't go deep into the bag like me and you do, though. Molly, like, he, <laughs> Molly can go if you go in a certain direction. She right. Can, she can <laughs> do a little bit. Bobby, I'm not sure where Bobby is with music. I, I, I get the feeling. Oh, uh, he don't know not, anything not, about not, it. Not too much. So. <laughs> he he learns about it in real time. Yeah. Like, who's Usher? <laughs> <laughs> He didn't have an Usher outfit on. Why was he called Usher? <laughs> uh, we're going to jump into uh, tell you what's trending here a little bit as uh, we continue in this 5 o'clock hour on the afternoon rush. And we mentioned it multiple times a day. Kyle Shanahan made the dumbest move in the history of professional football, I feel, <laughs> and getting rid of his defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, as if Steve Wilkes is the reason why you lost the Super Bowl. I'm floored by the decision. And, but I, but expect it. I, see, I, I I didn't expect it, but I guess you start trying to connect some dots, and you go back to that. You know, go, go back to the game Sunday and the timeout in overtime, where it was obvious that Kyle Shanahan wasn't happy with what Steve Wilkes had dialed up defensively. And then yesterday, when the you know the Niners had their end of year uh, press conference with John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan sitting up there, and it wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement. For, for Steve Wilkes. But the fact that you are going to somehow try to blame this man of why your team did not win the championship Sunday night, that's asinine. That is just complete lunacy that you think Steve Wilkes is why you don't are not going to be getting a Super Bowl ring on your finger. I mean, I, I, and I say this to you off mic on Monday, like I had no problem with him calling the timeout in overtime when San Francisco was showing they were in cover zero before the snap. And I had no problem with that. His reaction to it really got under my skin. Yeah. That's a grown man over there. You're not his employer. You work as coworkers. You don't sign his paycheck. You respect him a little bit more than that, especially in front of the players, especially in the biggest game of the year. Yeah, and now look, this is what? You can make the case three times Steve Wilkes has gotten the shaft. A lot of people thought he got the shaft in Arizona when you know he was he was the coach there. and did and did not get you know the, the benefit of that. A lot of people think he got the shaft here by not getting the job when he was the interim coach and we saw the Panthers the way they played after they fired Matt Rule and made Steve Wilkes the interim coach and did and now here is another chance that's not not a chance. Here's another example. Of this time, absolutely, Steve Wilkes got the shaft in this situation with the Niners. So it is – Kyle Shanahan is not winning many people over here uh, in the last, you know, 24, 48 hours. Nah, nah. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's looking for somebody, like you said earlier, he's looking for a scapegoat. And he needs to look in the mirror if he wants to see the scapegoat. Yeah. Because I feel like – I don't think that he blew that second Super Bowl that he was in with the 49ers when they lost to Patrick Mahomes four years ago. I don't think that that was entirely on him. I think that they just got beat by the better team. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo hits. If you don't uh, miss on that pass. Hits, uh, I can't remember who it was, but 
Yeah, he overthrows yeah. them. It's a touchdown. They win right. the game. Right. They win the championship. And it was the right play call and everything. Yeah. Everything worked right except for the throw. And I can't take that away from him. But, you know, the way that he called down the stretch in, in Super Bowl 51 and the way that he called that game, especially in the start of the second half against uh, Kansas City on Sunday, I have big problems with. Well, look, I brought this up Monday. If you're a Niners fan and you're sitting there at halftime and it's 10-3, you had to have a very nervous feeling to, in your stomach because they had dominated that first half. Right. And you go back to the very first drive of the game, they are going right down the field. McCaffrey fumbles. They get a turnover from Patrick Mahomes in the second half. They, get a, they, they don't take advantage of. Right. They had many opportunities that had nothing to do with the defense to, you know, be – Further ahead in the first half and then have a chance to really grab control of it in the second half. And it just, and I brought this up, F around and find out. And that's what the 49ers did. They found out, unfortunately. You cannot let Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs hang around like they did. And they paid the price for it. But I don't put that on Steve Wilkes. No. That is more on Kyle Shanahan decision-making uh, you know, plays that weren't made, whatever it might be. But and, and how about this? Whatever it is you told Steve Wilkes to do, guess what? That ain't work neither. No, no. And, you know, <laughs> another reason why they lost is like, for some reason, nobody on the offensive line decided to block Chris Jones down well, near the goal line and let him come free Chris, and put pressure on Brock Purdy where he right. he had Brandon Ayuk for a touchdown and he couldn't get the ball to him. Did you see his comments about that? Chris Jones' comments? Yeah. That nobody touched him. Right. No. <laughs> nobody breathed on him. Like this guy, they like, didn't even brush up against him. <laughs> like, number one, this guy's one of the best defensive players in football. Number two, he's having a great game. Yeah. How did that how, how did that even happen? Who's in charge of the offense again? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's all Steve Wilkes' fault. Right? Yeah, Steve Wilkes yeah. is the one that had to pay the price for it today. But yeah. it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous that that Kyle Shanahan made this move, and it's just, yeah. what are you doing, man? Uh, and other news about the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey said that bumping and yelling at Andy Reid was unacceptable. Don't brother called him out on the podcast. <laughs> said, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? <laughs> It was I mean, kind of funny because I, I listened to that part uh, earlier today. I was listening yeah. to it, and and Kelsey said, he goes, look, if he would have turned around and cold-cocked me, he had every right. I wouldn't have blamed him. But that just shows you our relationship. He said it wasn't out of being angry at Andy. It's just frustration with, you know, uh, it was after the yeah, – he was on the field for the, the, the fumble, the, the fumble right. by Pacheco. He was just – he was frustrated. I didn't like it when it happened – but I did like the bar today when he goes, yeah. If he if he would have cold cocked me, I, I would he would have been in every ride yeah. of doing that because I I probably deserved it. I will say, you know, and I obviously never played at this level of sports, but I played in sports a lot, and there's like times when things get pretty heated. Of course the they do, and coach. And I can't ever recall somebody getting that heated with no. the coach during a game. No, look, we, we, we've seen coaches and players get into a yelling contest. Right. Now, here, many, many years ago, we saw the late Kevin Green choke a coach and, and Kevin Steele on the sideline. Yeah, 
I forgot about that. Oh, now that you know, we didn't get that Sunday, but it was a pretty good yeah. bump that. But Travis Kelsey gave we, Andy Reid. We had that happen uh, in basketball with, uh, but it was during practice. Right. Sprewell and PJ Carlismo. Yeah. yeah. So, so it happens. We, we all understand. And I look, <laughs> I wasn't surprised that when Al came in Monday, because like, that's no big deal. It's nothing. Yeah. And yeah, it's a little bit of a big deal. A little deal. bit more than nothing. You know, this guy, like. Physical you know, contact. So, so, was, it was, you know. I mean, think about this. We broke a record for viewership for anything ever. Right. Since the moon Super landing. Bowl, right. <laughs> so, so how many people were watching that because of Taylor Swift? Which means how many people that were watching the game were only looking at 87 the entire yeah. game? And then he does that. That's where it was bad. Yeah. The, the good part again was was Jason saying, "Man, you gotta be better than that. What are yeah. you doing? You, gotta, you can't do that." You know, like no, a lot of people were talking trash about. Uh, I heard Molly say something about this about Jason wearing the Chiefs gear. Yeah, I ain't got no problem with that. That's no, my, that's my brother, well, man. That's she, my brother. She's not the biggest Jason Kelsey fan, I know. so I think that <laughs> I think that plays a small part but in I, her. But I've seen people other than her saying it, that that it was an issue with it and stuff like that. Man, well, that's his brother. Okay, let's go back to. <laughs> Now, you're the fan, so you tell me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did we not see yes. at the Final yes. Four, we saw Roy Williams yes. wearing a Kansas? After the like, after, after they had, And he was coaching. And, and, yes. And, and, and lost they the game. They lost in the Final Four. And, they wore the and then he wore the Kansas shirt. stuff Monday night. Monday night, right? Yep. And that ticked no, people off. I had no problem with it. And I'm not, I'm not delusional either. That guy spent a lot of his career – in Kansas. He hey, knows a lot of those people. I'm not going to lie. That probably would have bothered me a little bit, him wearing the gear. If you want to, you know, kind of inside be rooting for him to win, okay, I get that. But to wear the gear publicly after you got beat by him. Yeah. Eh, well, we won eh. the national championship the next year. So. <laughs> All was forgotten, right? Right. I, yeah. I don't know how I would feel about it if that didn't happen. Right. Oh, but. yeah. I think that that that's like when, you know, the Red Sox, obviously, fans for all the years hated Bill Buckner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then once they won the championship, finally, they welcomed him yeah, back. Come said, on Bill, back, Bill, it's okay. It's okay. You know, yeah, we that, made your life a living hell, right. but it's we, okay We now. ruined your life here. You had to move. <laughs> your family was, you know, traumatized, but it's okay now. We yeah. won a championship, so you come come on home, Bill. <laughs> Amazing what a championship, yeah. you know, does. No, it's for just that. fanaticism. It's just yeah. weird, man. So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but uh, uh, well, one more thing I want to mention. Um, we talked about this a little bit over the past. I mean, we I know we were talking about this privately, but – there's a, a big possibility that the current head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks may get a call from a Big Ten school. <laughs> and I'm talking about Lamont Paris. And it's already being mentioned that he may be one of the guys that Ohio State looks at because they just fired their head coach today. And uh, Ohio State 5-15 of 15 on the year. And South Carolina was not expected to be good this year. And that's one of the best teams in college basketball, maybe possibly the best team in Southeastern Conference this year, even though they haven't really been given the credit for being that. But they beat the other two teams that everybody thought was going to be good this and Big year. game tonight against Auburn. Yeah, that's a huge On the road. So. Right. Uh, I actually think Auburn's probably going to win that one because it's at home. But, but I mean, do you do you see the possibility of him leaving? Like, I mean, you think that Ray Tanner's going to have to break out the well, bag? yeah, for him? he's going to definitely. And, you know, we had Kevin Sweeney on earlier today uh, from SI Now. 
covers college basketball and asked him about Lamont Paris and the possibility of him leaving for Ohio State. He said, well, look, yeah. He says, I would assume that there had been already been some extension talk between the two sides yeah. during this year. This is only going to escalate it. If you're Lamont Paris and you're his agent right now, you're sitting back enjoying this because you're, you're – Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Ray Tanner wants him to stay, he's going to have yeah. to ante up because I promise you, Ohio State's going to call. He's from Ohio. He actually has, you know, he has Big Ten connections. Coach was an assistant coach at Wisconsin for for years. He knows the conference. He knows yep. that area. So it's only natural that they're going to come calling. Is you know, it's going to be up to Ray Tanner and South Carolina to try to keep him. And that's as Kevin said, that's a good thing. If you're a South Carolina fan and somebody's coming after your basketball, oh, no coach, doubt that means he's doing something right. Right. Because you you know this, Mario. That doesn't happen a lot. No. Somebody come, you know, looking at South Carolina basketball it, coach. It hasn't happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was I was being funny. It does not it doesn't happen. That's the point. Yeah, but I, I do think that uh, you know, it was already possible that he was going to end up getting a, an extension this year. Kinda helps when you got somebody that might be able to put you. Speeds away. up the process like, <laughs> a little bit for, for Lamont right. Paris. Uh we're gonna take a quick break, come back. And I can't sit behind this microphone and not have some conversation about Justin Fields. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Seven thirty game, ESP in Charlotte. Steve Mario watching it. Mario, bro, were you playing that because I said what I was about to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Your now. crazy love for Justin Fields. <laughs> I am actually. Mm. <laughs> All right, and, and I just want to like put out my. My thoughts on on this situation as a Bears fan, and I've seen a lot. I like I I, I spent I went down the rabbit hole yesterday, man, and I I must have like uh, before I left here last night, man. I think I watched like twenty five videos, probably breaking down why the Bears should keep Justin Fields or why the Bears <laughs> should draft Caleb Williams, and. It's it's about fifty fifty from what I can tell from the analyst perspective, the people who actually do this for a living, who've watched film. I think Merrill Hodge is probably completely wrong. He's a little bit off base. I don't know if you heard his comments, but Merrill Hodge said that uh, he basically doesn't think Caleb Williams is going to be good at all. I think that's a little bit insane. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> you know. And I like Merrill, but like that, that's a little bit insane to uh, to, to to make that statement. But I I think that. The Bears are in a great position to properly build around a maturing star. And that maturing star is just a feels. But but you you know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Mm-hmm. But these people are so now it's all about resetting yeah. the the rookie money. Resetting the you know, they're gonna have to pay Justin Fields. They're gonna have to if they decide to keep him. So the better option is Let's not do that. Let's reset, you know, everything here with Caleb Williams, with the contract and the money, and then see where it develops with him. So, obviously, that tells you they are not 100% convinced that Justin Fields. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No 
purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Is there a guy? If you're mm-hmm. if you're more uh, enthralled to reset the money than you are to keep the guy, pay him and make him your franchise guy. And and I understand that. That 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 people would think that. I also think that uh, Ryan Poles is is really really good at keeping his cars close to the vest. He has not let it be known at all what they're planning on doing here. For all we know, they may already have made the decision to keep Justin Fields, but they definitely want to have the smoke screen out well, of there course. because you want. I mean, it, it increases the value of both sides. It, want, it, it you, either increases the value for what you can get for Justin Fields or for the number one pick. But the belief is, and and I by as the days, you know, get rattled off here. I'm I'm starting to firmly believe this. The Commanders are going to make a move up to one. Yeah, I they, think so. They're, they're going to grab Caleb Williams. Yeah, they they really want him. Even though the I, I saw a report last night that said that they're not going to like give away the farm to get to Caleb Williams. But I think that they've already identified Caleb Williams as their guy, and I think that that's the main reason why they got Cliff Kingsbury. Now, if the Bears can just move back one spot and get the Washington Commanders number one this year, they're number one next year, maybe Deron Payne, the number two this year, a number two next year, how do you turn that down and you can continue to build around Justin Fields, who has proven that he can play the position? Now, he might not be Patrick Mahomes, which for whatever reason, everybody is saying that Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes. I think that we have to relax on what we do as far as projecting these guys at number one and what they're going to be once they get to the league. I told you guys this off air a few weeks ago, I think. Since 1989, there have been three Number one draft picks of the quarterback position that have won a Super Bowl. Since 1989, Troy Aikman and the Manning brothers. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to like, instead of like continuing to build a team around the guy that you have now, you want to go after a guy that you think could project to be Patrick Mahomes. I get it. It's scary if you're Ryan Poles and that staff because if he does become Patrick Mahomes, then everybody's going to be looking at you like you're crazy. I get that part. I don't know if he is going to end up being the guy in Chicago. And I'm talking about Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. But I do know this. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm trying to make that trade for him. For sure. And the New England because, Patriots. Because he's a lot better than what you got right now. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, all these teams. Yeah. Like, if he's so bad, why are all these teams interested in him? Now, I'm not giving <laughs> up a one. I'm not giving up a number one, a first-rounder for him. I think you have to. I don't know. I think you could give up a second and then maybe a player. Maybe, you know, I don't think you have to give up a one for him. You probably don't. I don't, but... I don't think he's worth a one. But what if, but like, if but, he was worth a one, then, you, so, you, then why are you trading him? So yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So so what's constituting 
a good quarterback. I mean, in this if, if the Bears, obviously, no, 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 if somebody's no, no, willing no, to give you a yeah, one, yeah. but yeah. But, I'm not. I'm not from the Falcons. I'm not giving up. But what one. constitutes good quarterback? Because if 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 the goal is to try to get Patrick Mahomes, then you're going to fail at that. Well, yeah, that's 31 times out of 31. You, you might want to <laughs> readjust your goals a little bit. You know, like I mean, like so. I think that the goal is to have a serviceable enough quarterback to get you to the Spe- point to beat it. Speaking of which, I don't need to remind you this, but this all could have been avoided <laughs> by the, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Oh, had they oh. taken Patrick Mahomes instead of Mitchell Trubisky? So, but, but here's the thing about that, though, because I've I've had this conversation <laughs> with people. Does Patrick Mahomes become Patrick Mahomes if in he's Chicago, in Chicago? Without probably, Andy Reid? I don't know. I don't think so. But you'd like to have found out, wouldn't I, you? I, I mean, yeah, but I, I probably, <laughs> probably would have been mad. I was mad. I, I remember being completely angry. I would never forget this, man. The night that we drafted Mitchell Trubisky, I was hosting trivia, and I <laughs> ran out of the bar. <laughs> In the middle of hosting trivia, I got so angry at that because I knew that it wasn't the right guy. And I like Mitch. And I think he ended up being a pretty decent quarterback, and then they kind of failed him a well, little he bit. Ran, he ran well. <laughs> he had that one good year. Yeah. And then he and ran then, well. And it was over, man. Yeah. But, like, I just think that, like, I, I think people put too much stock into uh, taking the guy at number one overall. And, and, and then, like, when that fails, or if it fails, then, you know, you, you're sitting there left holding – like okay, I got this guy, but then I, I like with the situation. What I'm suggesting, you can build a rock star team around Justin Fields, man, and you know that because of the fact that there's not a lot of people that think so highly of him that you know that you can like not pay him all of the money to remain as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and you can go after this again next year if you if you don't think he's the guy. You still you still have that option because you don't have to pay him until next year. I just know this. I remember when you know the Chiefs took Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, "What in the world? Are you right? Doing? Yeah, hundred percent. You've got Alex Smith. You but, don't need. Why aren't you drafting a quarterback here? Yeah, that's, and, and, that's why I'm sitting here and not. And who know. scouted Patrick Mahomes? Who found Patrick Mahomes? Ryan Poles did. Yeah, he was the scout that brought him to Andy Reid and said, "We got to get this guy." Yep. And it was the right thing, but it was Andy Reid teaching him how to play the position. They allowed him to sit behind. Alex Smith, nobody ever saw it coming, and what came was greatness, maybe the best that we've ever seen at the position. We'll take one quick break, come back and wrap things up. This is the Afternoon Rush on 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte. Seven thirty, the game. ESPN, Charlotte, Mario Washington, Mark Yarbrough. Afternoon rush, wrapping things up on a Wednesday edition. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said, it, like, oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Hey, listen, man. Like, if you talk about like a completely like made up holiday, <laughs> like I was talking to somebody earlier today, man. Like every holiday, when you think about it, every single holiday is made for commercial purposes. And none more so than Valentine's. Oh no! It's Hallmark, <laughs> American greeting cards. Yes. They all got together at some point. And said, "Let's let's make it. Let's make this happen." Right. Uh, and make ridiculous. us a lot of money. It's ridiculous. Now, and then the worst part about it, uh, I ain't gonna get into too many gender wars, but I gotta say this, man. Like every holiday is designed for you to have to spend money on the woman. <laughs> Like, like even yeah. even Father's Day. If you want, 
<laughs> Explain that one. Because your behind is going to be spending your time on the grill on Father's Day. So that's so you're having to do the work. You got to do the work. Right? Yeah. But you, that one, I I you love it. I love like grilling. I love yeah. grilling. So that one doesn't bother me much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because by the time that food gets done, I'm going to be <laughs> right. you know, feeling pretty good. If, if you just understand it, I just want to sit down. Watch my U.S. Open on Father's Day, and just that's 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 my day. That's what yeah, I want to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, Valentine's Day, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a bit of a racket. That's overrated. You, you know, know? But, I mean, you know, you're right. It's a racket. That's a great you, description. You got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, if you better do what you got to do. If, if you want if you want things to be settled, <laughs> right? You do what you got to do. So uh, good luck to everybody out there. <laughs> For you guys that are just pulling into the Harris Teeter parking lot Getting and making flowers. that mad dash, yeah. Godspeed with you, boys. Yeah, Bring it home. <laughs> I don't know why they put those out so early either, though, because that's always problematic to me, too, because you end up putting the, the flowers out, and then they're looking all dusty yeah. by the time you buy so, them on Valentine's Day. So, you know, Godspeed. Uh, well done by all the secretaries who had to order flowers <laughs> for their bosses today to send to their wives. Well done. Good job. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I want to thank uh, Kevin Sweeney, Matt McKillop, Reggie Walker for joining us on today's edition of the show. They got their stuff out the way early, I guess, and uh, taking care of the evening. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I booked Kevin, Kevin was like, yeah, just make sure I'm, I'm done by 3.55 so I can get my balance. He didn't really say that. I'm just making that up. I'm sure Kevin was buttoned up and – Good to go. Yeah. If he needed to be. Maybe he didn't maybe he didn't even have to bother with it. I remember those days when you just you didn't have to worry about it. I, well, like uh, I was talking to some other friends about the old school days when you had to like try to juggle <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> yeah. you, you had you got multiple dates set. Oh up. man, yeah. Yeah. I, I ran into a lot of those years. So, oh yeah. I used to happen all the time. <laughs> on my on my refrigerator in my apartment, I in a in a sharpie I had night. Yeah, that's Wednesday at yeah, seven yeah, and then yeah. nine. Th- oh yeah, sure. So you gotta yeah. do you gotta do the breakfast date, the lunch right, date, and the exactly, dinner date. Right, yeah. The dinner date was reserved for the one that you really liked. <laughs> yeah, that was you know coming down the home stretch there. So. Yeah. So, uh, you want to get a lot of people divorced here in the next. Hey, listen, hey, if you're taking like love advice yeah. from us, then that's your fault. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. You, you're already screwed if you're doing that. So. Uh, Hornets are uh, hosting the Hawks. The Red Hot Hornets. Get it right. <laughs> you know, two uh, in a row. First time since November. I'm amazed. They won two in a row. I'm amazed at the amount of people that are talking about the Hornets right now. Like people are like texting me, hey, Hornets are looking good. Like I don't care, honestly. <laughs> like like they haven't looked good in years and you guys talking about two games here, man. I think it's just been so bad. I think people take what you take yeah. what you can get. And I you know, it's two games. I I've used this analogy, you know, the other day. It, it's like when a coach gets fired in a sport and then that team for the next few games looks they go out and play hard for the yeah. new coach or whatever and they're like oh wow where where's this been and then you know eventually usually off. things level off and that, this will level off i 
the energy has been, I think, there in the last two games. And, and look, these guys, I thought Cliff made a good point the other night. These guys, these new guys that came in, whether it's Grant, Seth, uh, and the other two guys, that, they weren't part of this misery this year. They, they're coming from other places, and it would have been easy for them to just go, hey, I'm going where? Charlotte? Yeah. Are you kidding me? But no, and maybe it does help that, that Grant and right. Seth are from here, and they maybe that isn't a little extra motivation. But, hey, whatever the case is, give them credit. These guys, have, have they played they played. Pretty good basketball the last two games. And, look, you can say what you want about the Memphis win. Memphis is not very good this year, obviously, without Ja. Indiana win. That was a legit win. Indiana's a legit mm-hmm. team that some people think could be trouble for Celtics, Bucks, whoever in the playoffs. So, to hold them to 102 points the other night is pretty remarkable considering how bad this defense has been all year for the Hornets. Well, you got Grant is a good defender. Yeah. And I think that uh, his – Ability is a little bit infectious, probably to that locker room, but it also says something about roster construction and how not having veteran guys that have been a part of winning teams right. in your locker room, and now you do. Yes. So I think yeah. that they make a huge difference if they're around next year, also. Yeah, because we we talked about you know in the last few weeks about accountability, and we all go back to the scene where Lamelo was on the bench, the Hornets were right. getting absolutely blasted at home, and they're over there laughing. And you guys got you got you got guys coming in here like Grant and Seth who have played meaningful basketball on good teams and you know I know they've only been here a week but like you said it's it's you feel like that stuff won't be as accepted as maybe it was a few weeks ago yeah and then yeah. these guys are like look I, you got to be a pro and yeah. you, you got to go out there and you know and, and approach it that way so hopefully the rest of the way look. I, I know you yesterday tried to paint a scenario where the Hornets could get into the playoffs. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that publicly. No, you didn't. That was off <laughs> air. Him, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just think all you're asking for at this point, you just want to be respectable. You want to go yeah. out there and at least see a respectable product. And there's been too many nights this year uh, before this past week where that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And, look, you're not expecting to go to the playoffs. But I think you can say, hey, look, would it kill you to at least be respectable? And that's I think that's all you can be ask. Be in the conversation. Towards the end, don't be the laughing stock yeah. of the league. Like, don't be the Wizards. Don't be the Pistons. Or the Pistons own the Hornets, but, <laughs> but you know the Spurs. I mean, but let's say you're like four or five games out, and it's like seven, eight games left, something like that. If you're possibly able to get to that, you think they can even get to that point? That whether what, four or five games, they're eleven out? games out now, right? I mean, we figured it yesterday. They have to get what twenty five and five or something to have a. That ain't happening, bro. It's I'm probably sorry. not happening, no, it, it, but I'm just saying. I'm like, just letting you know it's not. It, there's but, no probably to it. it, it ain't <laughs> but happening. just, but just, just, just be in the conversation that hey, if the Hornets can win five, six straight games, you know, here, be in the like, conversation. Just be respectable. Don't go out there and just suck. And lay eggs. Yeah, just yeah. at least put up a fight. <laughs> and at least the last two games they've done that. So. Right. Uh, coming up next is. Uh, rewind with me. More of you. <laughs> wow. I'm on the radio this, too much. This today. is your Valentine's Day present to everybody. <laughs> yeah. More right. of you today. <laughs> uh, and uh, What else could you ask for? Hey, listen. I didn't wake up this morning expecting to be uh, on the radio as much today. No, but, but I think know. I speak for Bobby when I say thank you for doing it because otherwise <laughs> – There'd be a lot of us out here in the next yeah, few days. I think if, that if Molly would have made it, you in. you know, like here's here's something that I want to like relate to the Earth. 
Like, <laughs> if you're sick or you're possibly going to be sick, stay home. Don't be a hero. <laughs> like, like, we don't need this anymore. This ain't 1987 no. where you were forced don't to Don't be come Cal to Ripken. <laughs> you don't, you're not getting some plaque. Yeah. At least here you're not. You're not you getting know? a plaque. Stay home <laughs> if you're sick. And I do appreciate the fact that, like, you know, like Molly's a trooper, man. Yeah. And she will try to work through anything. But I don't yeah, need her working good, through this. Man. You know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm of the, like, notion that, like, we work in radio, man, and you need to be, you know, making sure that nobody else gets sick. Because, yes, particularly us. You know, cause, and you're right, because I'm certain that people are just clamoring to hear Mario Washington <laughs> instead of Molly Cotton and Bobby Rosinski with you. So, like... <laughs> Well, it's a special Valentine's treat, so what can I yeah, say? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. We got uh, Clemson coming up at 6.30. Clemson looking pretty good here lately. They play Miami tonight, airtime 6.30, tip at 7. Uh, my man uh, Hall is, like, doing his thing for Clemson as well as uh, – I can't remember the guy's name. He just was ACC Player of the Week. Um, whatever his name is. But Clemson whatever had, his name is. Clemson had a guy be player of the week in the, in the ACC <laughs> last week. and uh, But they're, 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 they're looking good. It seems like they do this every single year with in the Brad Brunell tenure that they are on the cusp of being great and then they suck and then they end up missing the tournament somehow. And I don't think that's going to happen this year because they were really good at the beginning of the season, had a little bit of a lull there, got the big win against North Carolina, uh, got cheated at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Speaking of Joe Girard, by the way. Joe Girard, that's that his name. Yeah, former, yeah, that's former orange player. That's yes. right, yeah. And he and he's like scored a lot of points yeah, against Syracuse. He, he did. <laughs> and for Syracuse. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, I think that Clemson is, is going to get into the tournament this year. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think the win at North Carolina certainly bolstered their resume. Uh, Lenardi, had, I think he had them in before that game. But when they won that game, it almost solidified yeah. that they were going to get in. And then they followed up with a win at Syracuse, which, you know, not easy. Go ask North Carolina. Uh, it's not <laughs> right. easy, but Clemson got it done. So, yeah, and this is a game. Tonight. I think now you start looking about, okay, can we improve our seating? What what can we do right. as far as seed? I you don't want to lose tonight. I don't think a loss tonight kills you, but you're at home. You don't want to lose the momentum that you've gotten here on the road with two really nice mm-hmm. road wins, come home and lay an egg. So I'm sure uh this is a big game tonight for, for Clemson. And Miami, I, I think they're probably staring at an NIT. Yeah, yeah. State. Right now they are. Wake Forest probably NIT bound. Florida State maybe. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, also on ESPNCLT.com tonight, Winthrop is at uh, taking on Radford and Gardner Webb. Men's and women's are in action tonight as well. You can hear all of that on ESPNCLT.com. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save these uh, weird and weird stories, stories for Molly for, for Molly for tomorrow. Okay. This is this is her. That's thing. her right up her alley. You That's know, all right. so like we we I won't got, we won't steal it from her. I got plenty of birthdays you know. and stuff. I can run them down here. Who you got? We can wrap it up. So uh, let's do some celebrity birthdays. I think we. What did I see him? The other, oh, uh, he was on the CBS pregame show. I saw Teller from Penn and Teller. Oh, seventy six. The one that doesn't talk. Yeah, seventy six today. Uh, actor Ken Wall. From the show Wise Guy, back in the day, I loved Wise Guy. I thought it was a great show. He left the show, and it kind of died. Uh, he 
he really got out of acting. He didn't do much after yeah. that. Ken Wall, 67 today. Actress Meg Tilly, 64. Simon Pegg, better okay. known as Benji from the Mission Impossible movies, 54. Oh, see, now that's not where I think of him first. Really? Yeah, I think of uh, what's the, uh, the the zombie movie uh, that he's in. Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. Oh. But that, that's what I think of him first in. But he's good in Mission Impossible. Yeah, also, so. he is. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, Matchbox 20 frontman Rob Thomas, 52 years old today. Sports birthdays, Jim Kelly, 64 today. Former Falcon Jesse Tuggle, 59. George Murison, you might remember him, yeah. 53. Seven, seven. Remember when he played there and <laughs> – Muggsy was there. Yep, yep. They, 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 they took the pictures. Yeah, took yeah. pictures of Shaun of the Dead is the Simon Pegg okay. movie that I was thinking okay. about. Yeah. yeah, I'd never heard of it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about walk, The Walking Dead. Uh, George Mirson, 53 today. Uh, Drew Bledsoe, 52 years old. Wow. Whatever happened to him? He had a good run there, and then some guy came along and took yeah. his job. Yeah, I can't remember his name. This will make you feel old. <laughs> Tyus Edney. Fifty-one years old. Oh, the the the, the buzzer beater in the tournament. Missouri, coast saved, to coast, saved their chances, and they ended up winning the national title. Coast to coast. Yeah. Uh, Ty said he's fifty-one. Rip Hamilton is forty-six today. This day, nineteen eighty-seven, the Pistons uh, Pistons beat the Sixers one twenty-five one hundred seven in front of fifty-three thousand seven hundred forty-five people at the Pontiac Silverdome. Nineteen ninety-three, Dale Jarrett wins the Daytona five hundred. Nineteen ninety-nine, Jeff Gordon wins the Daytona five hundred. On this date, 2016, in the NBA All-Star Game, the West beat the East in a defensive struggle, 196-173. to 173. Russell Westbrook was your MVP. In 2021, Michael McDowell wins the Daytona 500 as he navigates through a fiery last lap crash. Race was delayed by six hours because of rain. I remember that. I do, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the one that Ryan Newman... Had the hellacious crash. I think so. And Pretty it was sure. A miracle yeah. that he, well, a few days right. later, walked out of the hospital. Was chilling. Yeah. It was just like <laughs> ridiculous. Right. Uh, so that's going to do it for the afternoon rush. Up next, 7 30, the game, rewind, and then Clemson basketball against Miami at 6 30. Hopefully, you won't hear me on this show again for a <laughs> while. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.